Now, if you are happy in the church this morning, shout it better. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Man, you know, the Bible said, only the shout of victory shall be heard in the camp of the righteous. And the specific emphasis is shout. Only the shout, right? So let's shout a big hallelujah. Amen. You see, I, I think the word of God should never be taken for granted. You know, when we pay particular attention to the word of God and we don't tell our body to align with the word, we become a very, very successful hypocrite. <laughs> because our body is not redeemed. I think we all know that. So we have to train our body to align with what our spirit agrees with. Our spirit cooperates with the Holy Spirit of God, and we need to train our body and our soul to align. Amen? And it is an active thing. It's not an automation. Hallelujah. So we need to continue. When we sing songs, we need to act correspondingly to the song we sing. When we, when we say anything, let's not do it as a routine, amen? Let's be really conscious of uh, ensuring we train our body to be in alignment with what our spirit is saying, amen? amen. So let's say a better hallelujah on that note. Amen. Look at that. <laughs> Amen. I prophesied in the name of Jesus. In the midst of this chaotic world and in the midst of all this sad news, only a shout of victory shall be heard in your camp. In the name of Jesus, only a shout of victory shall be heard from your home. In the name of Jesus. Every time you shout, every time you speak, every time you sing, it shall be a shout of victory. In the name of Jesus. The Lord said, the redeemed of the Lord, they shall return with singing in their mouth. So no longer shall there be sorrow inside in your home or in your family or in your business. In the name of Jesus. As you speak, the heaven will listen. And we align with what you have prophesied. In the name of Jesus. Everyone you relate with, everyone you share fellowship with, in the name of Jesus, this year 2020, I prophesied in the name of God that whatsoever it is that is the desire in your heart, and as you speak it out, it shall be so. According to the word of God, in the name of Jesus, that the Lord will distinguish you in all that you do. The men and women will see this is only but from God. In the mighty name of Jesus, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. This morning, we're going to piggyback on what the pastor started talking about, and I think we remember we talked about the core values. Uh, can anyone help us? It's not a quiz. Memory refresh, if you will. Uh, what are the core values? 
I heard prayers, right? Giving, serving, and sharing. Amen. Hallelujah. Prayers, giving, serving, and sharing. And they are all connected because it is of the same spirit. They are will be coming to us from the same spirit. This morning, I want to specifically treat um, the aspect that says serving. And I want to talk briefly about the title, uh, the word that I've titled, created for service. Created for service, amen? If you recall, those of us that are friendly with the Bible, I know you recall in the book of Ephesians chapter two, I believe it's in verse number 10, where the Bible says, we have been created in Christ Jesus to join him in the work that he's doing. You can replace the work with service. Amen? And so therefore, we are created in Christ Jesus for service. Amen? And, and if I may just indulge you a little bit, if you go back to the, to the time of creation, you will recognize that when God was creating the earth, service was on his mind. As a matter of fact, in the cradle of creation, there are three things that I call the three blocks of life. The first block is the spiritual block. The second block, is the family block. And the third block is the service block. Amen? That is how critical it is in the mind of God. And I, and, I, and I will elaborate briefly before I jump into the actual message. See, the spiritual or the heavenly block was what God started with. When you look at Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen? And so the spiritual block speaks about our relationship with God. He created us in his likeness, in his image. But if you move further down the road, after he created man, we went back, or we go back to chapter 2 of Genesis. And there, the family block was born. The Bible said God created Adam, and then God began to fellowship with Adam. See, sometimes we think the family block or the family um, topic begins with Adam and Eve. Wrong. It actually started between Adam and God. So family relationship begins with a man and God first, okay? It is a man and God first, or a woman and God first, okay? It is addition to the family that brings a wife or husband or children or friends or cousin, right? So in the era of creation, God having established the spiritual blood established the family block. And there was a relationship between God and Adam. Remember the Bible said in the cool of the day, God 
we go down into the garden and fellowship with who? With Adam. Amen? Later on, God added to that family. He brought in Eve. And then you have Cain and you have Abel, and the family begins to expand. So the family blood was critical in creation. And so also the spiritual blood was critical. But see God's wisdom the way it, it is in the chronological order. It was first the spiritual blood before the family blood. And then the service or the work blood. How did God do that? God created a garden. Why did God create a garden? For work, for service. And the Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 2, I believe it's in verse 15, that God placed the man that he had created in the garden to work service in that garden. Amen? Amen? See, we need to see the epiphany in the scripture by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The lion does not roar except there is a prey. God don't do nothing for nothing. Everything that God does, when we pay attention and allow the Holy Spirit to inspire us, we begin to see the epiphany. And then we're able to align ourselves accordingly, amen? amen. So I will encourage you to pay attention to the creator of creation, the spiritual block, your individual spiritual relationship with God, the family block, and the extension of that family block, and in the spiritual block, the extension of that spiritual relationship also is critical. And then in the service block, which is what we want to talk about, I want us to pay attention to what God was doing. Amen? So we were created right from before the foundation of the earth for service. There was service in the mind of God when he created us. Amen? And we're going to look at, look at that very briefly because we don't have the time to go through all of that. So we recognize the fact that God, I think if you listen to a pastor's message, you, 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 you heard about gifts. Amen? Amen? About how God gave us gifts. And I think in the prayer this morning, we write a scripture in the book of Romans chapter 5, when God talked about the gift that, that keeps giving. Somebody used the word recently, uh, I don't recall, said the gift that keeps giving, the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? So at the root of God's gift to humanity is the gift of life. The gift of life. And that gift of life is talking about God's kind of life. That's why God made us in his image. And again, you go back to Genesis when it talks about creating man in his image so that they can have uh, or display God's nature on earth. So there's a gift of life. We recognize the fact that in Genesis chapter 3, we knew sin came to the world, and then there were um, destruction. Attention. Be generous. Let, let, let's, let, next, next, next verse, please. 
It's fine. Next verse, verse 11. If words, let it be God's words. If help, let it be God's healthy help. Now, pay attention to this next one. That way, God's bright presence will be evident in everything through Jesus, and he will get all the credit as the one, one mighty in everything and cause to the end of time. Oh, yes. Amen? He said everything, everything we have, he said we should do well with it. Every, um, uh, let, let's, let's read. Uh, uh, which version did we just read? Message. Let's read, uh, I think, King James. Can you, can you give me King James in verse 10? I think I... Uh, yes. Now pay attention to this. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Amen. What am I trying to stress here? The gift of God is given to us through the Holy Spirit. Is that true? And the gift of the Holy Spirit that has been given unto us, the scripture is saying here is the usefulness, the application of it. And I will tell us why that is very critical. Is it as we receive those gifts, as we receive those talents, as we receive you know, those services, God is saying we should use it. We should convert it to service to all men, serving the generation that God has put us in. And one thing that is critical there is in verse 11. Let's go to verse 11 in the message. Verse 11 in message. That way, as we serve our generation with the gifts of God that we have received, as we provide services through those gifts. He said, that way is the way God's presence, God's revelation is going to be revealed to our word. So as we pray, when we pray, heaven is ready. If we pray and we give and we provide no service, it is a disaster. It is a waste. Why? Because God needs service to reach human beings. God needs service to reach human beings, because it is true service that you have relationship. Yeah. And as relationship is established, 
If the service is good, the relationship gets stronger. And the relationship begins to get stronger and stronger. And the service provider, who is God's agent, will now begin to have opportunity because now he is trusted. She is trusted as a good service provider. And everything that the Holy Spirit pours on us, we now have opportunity to be unleashed. If there is no service, it is just going to be as good as useless. Amen? I mean, Matthew, let's look at Matthew again. I, I, I hope I'm able to make this clear. Matthew chapter 15, I think. Matthew chapter 15, let's read from verse number one. Matthew, oops, I'm sorry, Romans. I have Romans open and I'm saying Matthew. Romans chapter 15, my apology. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just to do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Every gift that we receive produces strength through the grace of God. It is for Service. It is not for status. There is no gift that God gives unto us that is meant for status. It is for service. And as soon as we understand that, we begin to unleash the potential that God has deposited in us. You see, status is the greatest thief that Satan uses to deny us of being a good service provider. It is not as if God has not equipped us. It is not... As soon as a man is born again and has the Holy Spirit, there is a gift deposited in you. And it is the grace of God that multiplies it and strengthens it. And here is another bubble. Every gift that does not translate to service and bring profit with that. Behold, an axe is laid upon every tree that produces no fruit. They shall be hewed down. See, there was a story that Jesus tell, told uh, concerning the... Uh, Fig tree that will not produce any fruit. And uh, the master says, 
cut it down. Why is he sucking up fertilizer? <laughs> All these three years. And I have come that I may find fruit on this fig. But it has produced nothing. He said, cut it down. It should not encumbrate the land for nothing. What I'm trying to say is, the grace of God is given to us in measure. And when you receive grace in any one aspect of the gift that God has given you, if it's not producing service, grace is just going to be stagnated. Grace increases as services increases. The higher service or the more service we produce with the gift of God in us, the more grace we receive. Grace is multiplied unto us. Say grace upon grace. We have received grace upon grace. Grace is never given as if you have everything. No. Even though God, the Bible said, God is able to supply all grace or to make available to you all grace so that having sufficiency in all things, you may abound unto every good without work, Without service, it's not going to be supplied. It does not multiply. That's why service is critical. And that's why God is calling us unto service. We are created to serve. Every gift of the Holy Spirit that is in you is for service. When you begin to look for opportunities and begin to look for how to deploy that service, then heaven begin to open the channel of grace. Because heaven knows you can't do anything by your strength. Then grace is released. And as much as you are deploying, you are using the grace, you are, you know, you are, you are, you are kind of sapping it, or it's, it's, the supply will never run dry. Amen? Let me show us that quickly in First Corinthians. So let's look at First Corinthians um, to just bring this quickly home. First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Let's look at what the scripture says. Again, we are created for service. God served and still serving His creation, Jesus. Served and is still serving. The question is, are believers serving their creation? God's various gifts. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse number 4. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various ministries can replace ministry with service are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. God's various expression of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do. Why? That shows who God is. The revelation of who God is 
God packaged it as a gift of service. And he releases it to us through the Holy Spirit. So that as we get the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit downloads a potential unto us, what God is looking for is for us to deploy the service using that gift. And as we do that, the Bible said, it translates to the revelation of who God is. Why? Because you are God's. You carry the potential of who God is. And the way God wants to reveal himself is through us. And so when we begin to deploy services, and we are very good service provider, all of a sudden an opportunity is opened up to demonstrate who God is. By the virtue of the fact that you are a good service provider, you are already ministering. You are already sharing. <laughs> you see, we think God is going to be waiting for us to be carrying Bible around and sharing Bible around. No, 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 no. That's wonderful. That's only useful in the church. People who are not church don't understand the Bible. But they understand service. God is a, is a master architect. And on church, myself, the unspiritual does not understand the spiritual things. You preaching at your job, you are wasting time. They will get you fired. They do not understand. No, that's a wrong way of applying the scripture. The scripture is meant for believers in home church, in life church, in organization, Bible study, not at the workplace. The workplace is a service place. And when you begin to deploy the gifts of God in you at that workplace, you are now in alignment with the spiritual architecture. When you start praying at your job, you are in out of alignment. Why? Because there are regulations. There are rules. And God is not a God of disorderliness. No. He created service by the power of the Holy Spirit downloaded unto us several potentials. And when we are at the service location, we are supposed to be good service provider. As we deploy our services and we are beginning to call the attention of those customers, recipients, God now creates the channel and the opportunity for Bible study. Amen. Why? Because God said, through these services, he will be made known. You think God gives us gift for nothing? No. Through the services, he will be made known. He alone will be the one to create the channel. Create the moment. Create the opportunity. But you have to provide a good service. We have to be an excellent service provider. Otherwise, we block the opportunity of God's revelation. Because as soon as you are a lousy provider, they don't, want, they don't want to deal with you. Yes. 
No one wants to deal with a lousy service provider. Only excellent service strengthens relationship, create opportunity for God's revelation. Amen? Amen? So in these scriptures, God says there are various ways, various dimensions, various methods through which God's gift is used to deploy ministries, services. Amen? I know I'm speaking somehow in parable, but I don't have the time, but I'm just going to round it up. If you read that 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you see there are various, various gifts that the Bible mentioned. Um, there are gifts such as wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirit, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All of these gifts are packaged in the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has one for you, at least one. Amen? There is no human being born again. According to the scriptures, that will not have at least one gift out of all of this. None. And the expectation of God is whatever gift he has given unto you carries the same power. There is no distinction between being a wise counselor or clear understanding or maybe the gift of the prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist, they all carry God. Because it says it's from the same spirit. They carry the same potential. It is the manner and ways in which I deploy services that is going to determine how much grace I receive. Amen? Amen? So we need to understand that God has deposited something in us. Everyone sitting here this morning hearing me, if you're born again, God has given you something. God has deposited something in you. And what he wants is, as you convert that to service, as you use or leverage it, let me use the word, leverage it for service, God will reveal himself or create opportunity to reveal himself. But we have to pay attention on how we provide services. For example, if I have the gift of healing, and I work in a hospital environment where it is not permitted to do some kind of religious activities, and I begin to violate the principle of the organization because I want to produce service through the gift of healing. That's a very poor service provider. Yes. If I'm a doctor and God has anointed my hand for healings, all I need to do is to be faithful as a doctor. That's the service I'm providing. As I do an excellent doctor service, 
I don't need to, I don't need status. No need to proclaim, no need to do nothing. All I need to do is to be an excellent doctor. And as I'm doing my excellent doctor job, God creates the opportunity for the anointed hands to operate, for the anointed hands to manifest. If I'm, I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter what you are. God has deposited something in every one of us. All we need to do is to know how to provide quality service with what we are doing. And that creates the opportunity. God himself makes the opportunity available. As we do excellent service and pro producing excellent service, God now opens up an opportunity for the gift he has deposited in you to be released. Because what God was doing was to plant agents all over the world, plant agents in every aspect of the world, those who are believers in Christ. But unfortunately, a lot of us, we're failing because we're running contrary to what heavens has uh, provided. Amen? Amen? We're running up. Let me go back to that Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, quickly. And let's look at verse... Uh, Okay, let's read again from verse number one. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the goods of others around us, acting ourselves, then this is how you begin to um, become a good service provider. See what God said we should do. Each one of us, we need to look after the good of the people around us. Pay attention to your clients. Pay attention to your clients. Again, if we understand that we're a service provider, that's when this come to play. Everywhere I'm at, I'm a service provider of a sort. So I need to pay attention. Pay attention to the people around me. Amen? Pay attention to the people around me. That's one. And then number two, asking ourselves, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? Why? Look at the next verse. That's exactly what Jesus did. <laughs> can it be more clearer? We're but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do. Why? That shows who God is. The revelation of who God is, God packages it as a gift of service, and he releases it to us through the Holy Spirit so that 
as we get the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit downloads a potential unto us, what God is looking for is for us to deploy the service using that gift. And as we do that, the Bible said it translates to the revelation of who God is. Why? Because you are God's. You carry the potential of who God is. And the way God wants to reveal himself is through us. And so when we begin to deploy services, and we are very good service provider, all of a sudden an opportunity is opened up to demonstrate who God is. By the virtue of the fact that you are a good service provider, you are already ministering. You are already sharing. <laughs> you see, we think God is going to be waiting for us to be carrying Bible around and sharing Bible around. No, 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 no. That's wonderful. That's only useful in the church. People who are not church don't understand the Bible. But they understand service. God is a, is a master architect. And on church, my said, the unspiritual does not understand the spiritual things. You preaching at your job, you are wasting time. They will get you fired. They do not understand. No, that's a wrong way of applying the scripture. The scripture is meant for believers in home church, in life church, in organization, Bible study, not at the workplace. The workplace is a service place. And when you begin to deploy the gifts of God in you at that workplace, you are now in alignment with the spiritual architecture. When you start praying at your job, you are in out of alignment. Why? Because there are regulations. There are rules. And God is not a God of disorderliness. No. He created service by the power of the Holy Spirit downloaded unto us several potentials. And when we are at the service location, we are supposed to be good service provider. As we deploy our services and we are beginning to caught the attention of those customers, recipients, God now creates the channel and the opportunity for Bible study. Amen. Why? Because God said, through these services, he will be made known. You think God gives us gift for nothing? No. Through the services, he will be made known. He alone will be the one to create the channel. Create the moment, create the opportunity, but you have to provide a good service. We have to be an excellent service provider. Otherwise, we block the opportunity of God's revelation. Because as soon as you are a lousy provider, they don't want, they don't want to deal with you. Yes. No one wants to deal with a lousy service provider. Only excellent service strengthens relationship, 
create opportunity for God's revelation. Amen? Amen. So, in these scriptures, God says there are various ways, various dimensions, various methods through which God's gift is used to deploy ministries, services. Amen? I know I'm speaking somehow in parable, but I don't have the time, but I'm just going to round it up. If you read that 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you see there are various, various gifts that the Bible mentioned. Um, there are gifts such as wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirit, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All of these gifts are packaged in the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has one for you, at least one. Amen? There is no human being born again. According to the scriptures, that will not have at least one gift out of all of this. None. And the expectation of God is whatever gift he has given unto you carries the same power. There is no distinction between being a wise counselor or clear understanding or maybe the gift of the prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist, they all carry God. Because it says it's from the same spirit. They carry the same potential. It is the manner and ways in which I deploy services that is going to determine how much grace I receive. Amen? Amen? So we need to understand that God has deposited something in us. Everyone sitting here this morning hearing me, if you're born again, God has given you something. God has deposited something in you. And what he wants is, as you convert that to service, as you use or leverage it, let me use the word, leverage it for service, God will reveal himself or create opportunity to reveal himself. But we have to pay attention on how we provide services. For example, if I have the gift of healing, and I work in a hospital environment where it is not permitted to do some kind of religious activities, and I begin to violate the principle of the organization because I want to produce service through the gift of healing. That's a very poor service provider. Yes. If I'm a doctor and God has anointed my hand for healings, all I need to do is to be faithful as a doctor. That's the service I'm providing. As I do an excellent doctor service, I don't need, to, I don't need status. No need to proclaim, no need to do nothing. All I need to do is to be an excellent doctor. 
And as I'm doing my excellent doctor job, God creates the opportunity for the anointed hands to operate, for the anointed hands to manifest. If I am, I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter what you are. God has deposited something in every one of us. All we need to do is to know how to provide quality service with what we are doing. And that creates the opportunity. God himself makes the opportunity available. As we do excellent service and producing excellent service, God now opens up an opportunity for the gift he has deposited in you to be released. Because what God was doing was to plant agents all over the world, plant agents in every aspect of the world, those who are believers in Christ. But unfortunately, a lot of us, we're failing because we're running contrary to what heavens has uh, provided. Amen? We're rounding up. Let me go back to that Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, quickly. And let's look at verse... Uh, Okay, let's read again from verse number one. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the goods of others around us, acting ourselves, then this is how you begin to um, become a good service provider. See what God said we should do. Each one of us, we need to look after the good of the people around us. Pay attention to your clients. Pay attention to your clients. Again, if we understand that we're a service provider, that's when this come to play. Everywhere I'm at, I'm a service provider of a sort. So I need to pay attention. Pay attention to the people around me. Amen? Pay attention to the people around me. That's one. And then number two, asking ourselves, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? Why? Look at the next verse. That's exactly what Jesus did. <laughs> can it be more clearer? The where but God himself is behind it all. Each person is giving something to do. Why? That shows who God is. The revelation of who God is, God packaged it as a gift of service, and he releases it to us through the Holy Spirit, so that as we get the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit downloads a potential unto us, 
What God is looking for is for us to deploy the service using that gift. And as we do that, the Bible said it translates to the revelation of who God is. Why? Because you are God's. You carry the potential of who God is. And the way God wants to reveal himself is through us. And so when we begin to deploy services, and we are very good service provider, all of a sudden an opportunity is opened up to demonstrate who God is. By the virtue of the fact that you are a good service provider, you are already ministering. You are already sharing. <laughs> you see, we think God is going to be waiting for us to be carrying Bible around and sharing Bible around. No, 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 no. That's wonderful. That's only useful in the church. People who are not church don't understand the Bible. But they understand service. God is a, is a master architect. And on church, my said, the unspiritual does not understand the spiritual things. You preaching at your job, you are wasting time. They will get you fired. They do not understand. No, that's a wrong way of applying the scripture. The scripture is meant for believers in home church, in life church, in organization, Bible study, not at the workplace. The workplace is a service place. And when you begin to deploy the gifts of God in you at that workplace, you are now in alignment with the spiritual architecture. When you start praying at your job, you are in out of alignment. Why? Because there are regulations. There are rules. And God is not a God of disorderliness. No. He created service by the power of the Holy Spirit downloaded onto us several potentials. And when we are at the service location, we are supposed to be good service provider. As we deploy our services and we are beginning to call the attention of those customers, recipients, God now creates the channel and the opportunity for Bible study. Amen. Why? Because God said, through these services, he will be made known. You think God gives us gift for nothing? No. Through the services, he will be made known. He alone will be the one to create the channel. Create the moment. Create the opportunity. But you have to provide a good service. We have to be an excellent service provider. Otherwise, we block the opportunity of God's revelation. Because as soon as you are a lousy provider, they don't, know what, they don't want to deal with you. Yes. No one wants to deal with a lousy service provider. Only excellent service strengthens relationship, create opportunity for God's revelation. Amen? So in these scriptures, 
God says there are various ways, various dimensions, various methods through which God's gift is used to deploy ministries, services. Amen? I know I'm speaking somehow in parable, but I don't have the time, but I'm just going to round it up. If you read that 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you see there are various, various gifts that the Bible mentioned. Um, there are gifts such as wise counsel, clear understanding, simple trust, healing the sick, miraculous acts, proclamation, distinguishing between spirit, tongues, interpretation of tongues. All of these gifts are packaged in the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has one for you, at least one. Amen? Amen. There is no human being born again according to the scriptures, that will not have at least one gift out of all of this. None. And the expectation of God is, whatever gift he has given unto you carries the same power. There is no distinction between being a wise counselor or clear understanding or maybe the gift of the prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist. They all carry God. Because it says it's from the same spirit. They carry the same potential. It is the manner and ways in which I deploy services that is going to determine how much grace I receive. Amen? So we need to understand that God has deposited something in us. Everyone sitting here this morning hearing me, if you're born again, God has given you something. God has deposited something in you. And what he wants is, as you convert that to service, as you use or leverage it, let me use the word, leverage it for service, God will reveal himself or create opportunity to reveal himself. But we have to pay attention on how we provide services. For example, if I have the gift of healing and I work in a hospital environment where it is not permitted to do some kind of religious activities, and I begin to violate the principle of the organization because I want to produce service through the gift of healing. That's a very poor service provider. Yes. If I'm a doctor and God has anointed my hand for healings, all I need to do is to be faithful as a doctor. That's the service I'm providing. As I do an excellent doctor service, I don't need, to, I don't need status. No need to proclaim, no need to do nothing. All I need to do is to be an excellent doctor. And as I'm doing my excellent doctor job, God creates the opportunity for the anointed hands to operate. 
for the anointed hands to manifest. If I'm, I mean, regardless, it doesn't matter what you are. God has deposited something in every one of us. All we need to do is to know how to provide quality service with what we are doing. And that creates the opportunity. God himself makes the opportunity available. As we do excellent service and producing excellent service, God now opens up an opportunity for the gift he has deposited in you to be released. Because what God was doing was to plant agents all over the world, plant agents in every aspect of the world, those who are believers in Christ. But unfortunately, a lot of us, we're failing because we're running contrary to what heavens has uh, provided. Amen? Amen? We're running up. Let me go back to that Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, quickly. And let's look at verse... Uh, Okay, let's read again from verse number one. Those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter and not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the goods of others around us Exing ourselves, then this is how you begin to um, become a good service provider. See what God said we should do. Each one of us, we need to look after the good of the people around us. Pay attention to your clients. Pay attention to your clients. Again, if we understand that we're a service provider, that's when this comes to play. Everywhere I'm at, I'm a service provider of a sort. So I need to pay attention. Pay attention to the people around me. Amen? Pay attention to the people around me. That's one. And then number two, asking ourselves, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? Why? Look at the next verse. That's exactly what Jesus did. <laughs> can it be more clearer? 